Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Horror Obsessive Podcast. I'm one half of your hosting duo, JP Nunez. I'm joined as always and by I'm... my co host of this guy, Sean Parker. <laughs> I'm sorry, you cut out there for a second. I, I, on my oh, did I? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah. I so how's it going, that. Sean? <laughs> it's going. Um, it's going. Oh, um. So we were just talking about uh, a, a couple of things, and I think that this would be cool. Um, I, I had a question for you, and you kind of answered it like while we were talking right before oh, this this started. Um. I want to know if you are a digital media guy or a physical media guy. Like, which do you prefer? Uh, I am. So for movies, I'm physical media all the way. Um, I Like I only still, or? Only, yeah. Well, I mean, so I, I, I mean, so I'm, 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 okay, I'm a Blu-ray guy. I don't buy movies digitally. I, I buy them on Blu-ray. Um, but like, I'm not, I, I have streaming services too. So I'm not like. You know, oh, I'm only gonna watch it on Blu-ray or something like that. You know. Okay. But as far as owning movies, um, physical media all the way. I just like having a physical copy of it. It it, it just feels like it's mine. You know. Okay, I now, I like, was just wondering. There was something that like so yeah. we we were just discussing before <laughs> this. Uh, JP had just bought a bunch of of movies, and I um I didn't even say to you I bought I just bought a few from uh like one of those boutique sites. Uh, it was a, Ooh, uh, one I hadn't one? heard of before called Makeflix. Um, I think I've heard of them. But yeah, I don't know so I, them. I, all I wanted was a copy of Scalps, and I ended up buying like three other movies. <laughs> so, What'd you get? <laughs> um, yeah, I just uh, like it. Just I had thought about it earlier. I was like, I wonder if JP like because we did talk about Blu-ray order and mm-hmm. you having a right, weird right. system. And then I went to I went to somebody else's house, and they had the same system. Like they had all their arrows together, all their criterions together. Okay, okay. Like, so that's that's not my system. No, 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 no. It's but, but more your label. system, more compartmentalized right, than my yeah, system yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> just just uh, uh, alphabetical. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm very easygoing. <laughs> oh man, no. That, that that is that is the wrong way to organize your Blu-ray, Sean. It, it it's supposed to be by genre and then by subgenre and then by franchise and then beyond <laughs> that just you gotta you have want. every Marvel movie in like orders gonna start with Iron Man going Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I do. It's Iron I, Man. I, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, <laughs> Thor, Captain America, Avengers, and then I could list all the other ones in order, but I'm not going to oh. bore you. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you're impressed, right? <laughs> I'm a little impressed, yeah. All right, so um, let's, uh, let's dive in a little bit. I just, I, I, I just wanted to know. I just had that question. <laughs> and they, you know, I'm glad we did it on the air because it surprised you. <laughs> yes, it did. Um. Anyway, all right. So let's dive in uh, with um, with our Hobbs stuff this week. Uh, what did you want to uh, discuss? Uh, so a few things. Um, so first, uh, let's see. This was uh, about a week ago. Uh, Brendan reviewed a movie called Skinnamarink, uh, which is coming out, I think, in January. Let me see here. I think it's February. Uh, yes. I think it's, uh, no, it it's January? It, uh, January 13th in theaters. Oh. And then it's going to be on streaming sometime later in the year. Um, I haven't seen it. It's going to shutter later on. Yeah. When it goes to streaming. Um, So I haven't seen this movie yet. 
Uh, I know you have. Uh, you I, mentioned me. I love it. It's yeah. up there. One of my absolute yeah. favorites of this year. It's so yeah, yeah. I can't and, wait for other people to, to see it because I've been yeah. talking people ear off about. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and and so the reason I want to highlight this is because Brendan, at the end of his review, he says that this is the greatest horror film he's ever seen. Um, I mean, I get it. It's it's is that good? It's a very really? atmospheric take. It's good. this is the thing is it's it's going to be divisive to a lot of people. Some people oh, aren't going to get it because it's it's all forced perspective. Like he says in his article, like it's all, um, the camera is set up. You never see, you never see anything going on. It's all told in whispers and darkness. And, um, it starts off, things are well lit. And then the, the darkness just sort of closes in on everybody. It's haunting. It, it is a haunting experience. Um, you, you have sort of hallucinogenic experiences, like, because it'll fixate on something in the darkness. And because of the way the, the, the cameras that are being used and the way that they're set up, you get this, like you get images in the darkness. So Mm -hmm. you start thinking there's something there. Maybe there's something there. Maybe there isn't. It's a, it's a beautiful film. I love this movie. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really excited for it. Um, I mean, I, Other than hearing you say that you loved it, I hadn't really heard much about it. But now that Brendan says not only that he loved it, but that it's the best horror film he's ever seen, um, I'm really intrigued by this. I, I really want I to love see that it you now. have to get a second opinion because if I say yeah, I don't like, trust you, nah. <laughs> you know, actually, when you were like, "Oh, JP, this movie's great," I was like, "Eh, it's probably gonna suck." Yeah, it's probably not good at all. Yeah. Now that Brendan Brendan liked it, um, you might actually be right for once. Yeah, right? That'd be nice. <laughs> um, so I love that you that. got... Uh, so JP got our, our producer to team up with him because uh, I, I said a few weeks back that Vincent Price is a, a bit of a ham actor. And what's funny is today we're talking about A Christmas Horror Story, which also features one of the best ham actors of all time. Uh, <laughs> I just think that maybe you like ham actors. That's that's all. I'm not saying I mean... anything bad about that. I like William Shatner. I like Vincent Price. I mean, ham is delicious, you know? Right? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, we, we're going to have a new logo for the podcast soon. Um, it's going to be ham. <laughs> n- no. No. It is going to be completely accurate uh, about how it's hosted by the legendary J.P. Nunez and uh, some guy I know, like Scott, Sam, Steve, whatever his name is. Yeah, so, yeah. So. <laughs> I can't wait for you, for you guys to see it. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's that's Skin of a Ring. So uh, check out Brendan's review on uh, on horrobsessive dot com and uh, keep an eye out for the movie in January. Yes, um, definitely. That that's that's one worth keeping an eye out for. Awesome. Uh, another thing I want to highlight is uh, so actually so ne- so as we're recording it, the article hasn't come out yet. But we're going to have an article on the new Scream 6 trailer, uh, which just came out today. Um, Sean, have you seen the trailer? I <laughs> I had to watch it in silence, um, but it didn't oh, look okay. like it had a lot of dialogue. There, there's, yeah, um, it doesn't. But I, I did. I, I snuck it. I had it on my I had it on my lap at work and kind of looked over bad. for a minute, you know? Um, <laughs> I mean, literally so, for a minute because it's a minute like, long. <laughs> But um, 
it's a teaser. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but what I what I like about it is that there's this presence in the trailer. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's ominous. It's almost as if you know there's it, and it tells you it. it. Like it's like there's a million people in New York City or however many or, mm-hmm. and then um, it shows all the like the cast on the the subway train and and Ghostface and everything. And you get this idea that like even in a crowded space like that something could happen and nobody would do anything and i think that that is truly frightening um yeah Yeah. uh, that was the sense that i got from the trailer and if that's what they're going for if it's just going to be panic and because it looks like it's either a horror convention that they're going to or they're going to a comic-con or or, or something of that nature i thought it was it might even be a halloween yeah Um, I, i i might be just assuming that i've only seen it once but I might be just assuming that, but that's that's at least the impression I got from it. Yeah, no, it could be a Halloween party yeah. for all I know. Like, it's just weird that it's coming out in March, you know? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, so, I guess the first one came out at the end of the year, or the fifth one. Fifth <laughs> one came out in January <laughs> last year, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so you know, um, March is like around that same time of year, somewhat. Yeah, well, they're moving it towards they're moving it towards the summer. Summer's extended out to, to March now. <laughs> that's what they've done. No, yeah, that's what no. movies did. It, that's it what Batman vs Superman did. Yeah, um, the, the whole year is the summer now. Yeah, it's yeah, and no one's well, going to the summer <laughs> unless it's a Marvel movie. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, so Scream Six, yes, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm in. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm. Me too. I, now, here's a question that I have for you because I'm I'm torn on it. Like, one side of me, I would have loved to have seen Nev Campbell in this movie, but at the same time, I'm kind of happy that that the story's gonna go away from her for for a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I think that if Campbell had come and done this movie, she should have gotten paid for it. Like, she mm-hmm. is the franchise. She's the face of the mm-hmm. franchise. Legacy character, all of that. Give her her money. She's overdue. Um, however, like, how many times can you be put in the same situation before like, you're just done with it? Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I mean, yeah, w- w- you know, would it have been great to see, um, Sydney come back? Sure, of course. Like you said, she's she's the face of the franchise. She she is Scream in, in a in a certain sense. Um, but in another sense, she's not Scream. You know, she's as important as she is to the franchise, she is just one character in it. And you definitely can have Scream without her. Um yeah. and so like, yeah, it would have been nice to have her, but I don't think it's really gonna make that much of a difference to the actual quality of the movie whether one particular character is in it or not. You know, if, it, if it's going to be a good movie, it's going to be a good movie with or without her. If it's going to be a bad movie, it's going to be a bad movie with or without her. Um, yeah. So at the end of the day, it's, I mean, it kind of sucks that she's not in it, but it's not. Yeah, it's a bummer. It, it, like, it's, it's not make or break. It's a, a bummer is a great word. You know? Yeah. It's not a huge deal, but yeah, it's kind of a bummer. You know? Yeah, so it's a, it's I'm, a I'm, bummer. Like, I get yeah. that. It's, um, but you're absolutely right. I, I think that it's you're gonna base you're gonna judge the movie on the quality of the movie anyway. And if this is a Jason takes Manhattan scenario, oh um, <laughs> it doing a meta commentary on that film could be better than an actual like reinterpretation of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I get it. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but either way, I'm excited because I love this new screen. Um, 
I'm a you know, fan of the franchise in general, uh, and I think, you know, is Radio Silence doing it again, right? Yeah, yeah, or they're all two on of the board for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I think they've they've done great work so far uh, with pretty much everything, that, or everything I've seen them do, at least. Um, so I'm real excited for it. You know, and, yeah. and like you said, this new trailer—it it, there's not much to it. It's just a minute. It, it's it's a clip from a scene. It's not even a full scene, you know. But yeah, like there is like this ominous presence to it. So you know, for what it was, it was cool. It just wasn't much. Um, but either way, um, I'm excited for the movie. I um, I had more of a commentary on the fact that like, uh, I don't know if you saw this. I put it. In, I put it in our chat, um, our our uh, work chat that. Um, mm-hmm. This is the second time. So this trailer is actually premiering ahead of Babylon this oh, weekend at the yeah, movie theaters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I go, that. this is the second time a, a trailer that's premiering in front of a Brad Pitt movie has more charisma than the, the actual <laughs> movie. Um, yeah, Meet Joe Black was the other is the other film uh, back in. Yeah, I want to say it was the end of nineteen ninety eight. Uh, was it that Night of the nineteen ninety nine. I don't remember what year it was. Uh, I don't remember year. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it was that long ago. Star Wars: The Phantom Menace played right. the the preview played before Meet Joe Black, so tons of people bought tickets for Meet Joe Black. Went in for the first fifteen minutes and then came out. <laughs> they didn't even it. watch this movie that because it's a three hour long uh, remake of Death Takes a Holiday, and I don't know if you've ever seen it. I haven't. It no. is the, like if you want if you want some of the most awkward like silent elongated sequences of people just staring at each other this movie is for you that's what like i can't even believe it like it'd just be like people just standing there staring at the other person then a shot of them then a shot of the other one and this one this would go on for like 10 minutes and you'd be like like, what are we doing that that sounds terrible (laughs) no no it's it's not it's not great the coolest part of that movie is when brad pitt gets hit by a car um (laughs) okay okay just yeah, you know, it happens sometimes. It's, it's an unintentionally funny sequence. Like, it's just... Mm-hmm. It's funny. If you get a chance to look right. that up, it's uh, <laughs> worth every penny. Um, all right, good to know. All right, so uh, before... Uh, we're gonna, I think we're going to take another minute, which we're kind of elongating this, this time. <laughs> um, but I think we should just mention there's a whole ton of Christmas movies out there now. Holiday, horror, Christmas, terror. Mm-hmm. Films that are coming out, and... Um, JP, you saw the mean one. I did, <laughs> and you loved it. it looks uh, like. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I loved it. Um, it's I'll say this: it's a bad movie, but I had yeah. fun with it. <laughs> okay, well that's good. You know? Like I, I did the same with. So I, I watched Christmas Bloody Christmas, and mm. there's a part of me that really likes some of the stuff that's in it, but there's part mm. of me that's like, this movie is terrible. <laughs> like yeah, as a movie I, itself. <laughs> It's bad, but it's there is this. Yeah, I watched that one over the weekend, and to be fair, I was really tired, but I did fall asleep during it. (laughs) Oh, dude! Some of the some of the movies that we like that we get, I I do the same thing to, and sometimes I'm like, all right, well, I'm not gonna write on that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's just it's what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're worked very hard. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. We 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 do enough. All right, and the last thing I want to say, because we've been mentioning it for literally weeks, I've been talking it up, is the Halloween article, the giant essay mm. I've written yes. is out. It, I did it last week, finally. Um, I'm so glad it's out there. I spent a lot of time working on that, and um, 
I'd be happy if anyone read it and commented and and either liked or hated stuff that I wrote. So I um, started reading it, but then it's a long out, one. <laughs> but, but, but then I ran out of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, and I, had, it's, I haven't gotten ten pages uh, in ten Word. Pages? So, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in Word. Okay. That's um, still pretty long. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's so a when you say article. when you say ten pages, is it single spaced or double spaced that you type in? I whatever default word is. Okay, so single space. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm yeah it. I'm crazy person. Oh my gosh! Yes, you are. Um, I thought I thought it came out good, um, <laughs> but I'll have another. I'll, I'm going to have another essay. I gotta finish writing that up this weekend for. Um, uh, it's a wonderful life. I is now a horror movie. Do you know that? Uh, no. How is it yeah, a horror It's a Wonderful movie? Life is a horror movie. Why? Um, I guess you'll have to read it and find out. Ooh, all right. Oh. All right. <laughs> the banger. I knew you were going to say We got to get into this thing because we just, we, we just, we're, uh, we're we almost 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this week we talked about one of my favorite Christmas horror movies, A Christmas Horror Story. So now... I know, Sean, you haven't, or before this, you hadn't seen it. Yet, I had right? not. All right. So let's start off by giving us a plot synopsis of this awesome okay. movie. <laughs> a 2015 holiday anthology of Yuletide Terror Tales taking place on Christmas Eve. A Christmas horror story is dreadful and made me want to leave. While visions of Krampus chases... Zombie elves, changelings, and one fucked up nativity scene danced in our heads. We're hosted by Shatner, but I'd rather be in bed. I saw the same part written for Adrian Barbeau in The Fog, and Shatner has literally no reason to be in this at all. With an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes and a more accurate 49 from Metacritic, JP made me watch another stinker. Nothing rhymes with Metacritic. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I gave you a rhyme for it. Huh? I gave you a rhyme for Metacritic. Yeah, I didn't use it. <laughs> sure. It wasn't it wasn't a rhyme. It was three words that kinda sounded like it. It's a slant rhyme. It's poetry. <laughs> Do you know nothing about poetry? No. <laughs> Clearly. Not slant oh. poetry. Ah, <laughs> oh, Sean, Sean. All right. Last time rejected I from Death Jane. The last time I helped you out with your poems. <laughs> All right. It wasn't so, a very good poem. I was just trying to make. I was just trying to have fun with it. <laughs> but that okay. So that was the big thing for me for for this movie was I really thought that this movie was going to have more of a um, fun sort of take on other films, right? Uh, because mm. it's a Christmas horror story and it starts off very mm. candy cane ish, like super right, saccharine. Right. Um, we got sort of like a national lampoon's christmas vacation thing going on with the, the family driving uh mm-hmm. out to wherever and then they so actually pass another aunt. family that are going into into the woods uh to get their christmas tree and, and so it has that and then on top of that the town is called bailey downs which made me think george bailey it's a wonderful life um like which actually i i did some uh i did a little digging on that bailey downs is actually the town in ginger snaps Oh, really? Yeah, and it's also, um, they also use it in Orphan Black, and so a lot of people in this movie were in Orphan Black, and that's where the, I think it's either the producers or the director or something also worked on Orphan Black as well, so it was just this, it's just this weird, like, um, interesting connection, callback. Um, But yeah, so I thought that this movie was going to be more 
uh, Christmas focused, like sort of a riff more on Christmas holiday. Christmas focused. Well, no, like more of a riff on <laughs> holiday movies. You know what I mean? Um, okay. Okay. Then it ended up being it was more a riff on Christmas ideas. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. um, mm-hmm. And that, so I think I was thrown for a loop. I was kind of in at the beginning when, when all this stuff was going on and we were setting up the, the Krampus stuff and the, um, um, the changeling stuff, but mm-hmm. the, and, and even the zombie elves, I, I kind of liked that. I, I was like, that's different. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah, don't yeah. see that often. Um, yeah. But when it sort of like slanted and also the interweaving stories thing was kind of, it wasn't they didn't do it terribly like i can't i can't say that they did it bad mm-hmm. but i just like i, I got apathetic like in the middle really? yeah like, See, I, just, I, like, like I like that about it i just lost like i think it just i think once the action parts start in each story and it's still shifting it just mm-hmm. i think it takes away focus from those stories and that hmm. oh, that was hard fair. That's so, fair. Okay. Um, that that's really where I I stand on the the movie. I can't say I you know I can't say I liked it, but I didn't like I didn't have high expectations for it until mm-hmm. you mentioned it last week, and I was like, oh yeah, we'll watch that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. So were were there any individual segments that you did like in the movie, even if you don't like so, it overall? The one that was the most. This is the thing is like, uh, so I think it's very original. I think a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff in this movie was very original and different. And I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one standout to this one, and it's also kind of the most shocking, and we will get into that when mm-hmm. when we get there, but the nativity sequence. The, um, oh, the, the, the kids get locked in the basement. The ghost one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, yeah, that, that, that's my favorite too. It's it's fantastic. And mm-hmm. it's it's kind of divisive. It's kind of provocative. It's just mm-hmm. like I, I was kind of mad at it. And I also it also came I also came away making it my favorite. And I think that that's a big thing for me with movies too. If a, if a movie can make me feel a certain way, like mm-hmm. – if you can literally like get me to be angry at you or like um, that's, that's big. Like to actually feel something against like the film. I think mm-hmm. that that's a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. Especially like if you feel something and it's not like, you know, that it's, it's, you know, it's a movie obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, of course. and there were some things in that sequence that I definitely got mad at. Uh, and it's sort of on purpose because it, it's also the most morally charged of all of the stories that are in this movie. I think. I think so. Yeah. Well, mm. we'll uh, we'll get. What are you uh, okay? That, that, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. So, so what I like about it is that it's uh, so 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 just kind of in general. Wait, my thoughts on the movie in general or on that specific segment. Yeah. No, on, in general, like like general, I just yeah. went off for like five minutes. So I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so for me, um, I think it's it's not a great movie, but I think it's a fun movie. It, it just has you know just fun little horror stories. Um, it, it it's trying to do what trick it's trying to do for Christmas what Trick or Treat does for Halloween, and I mean Trick or Treat I think is way way better. Um, yeah. But I think this one succeeds enough. Um, w- 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 one of the things it doesn't do, or it, it kind of does, like trick or treat, trick or treat 
it's kind of like a, a cinematic celebration of Halloween. You know, like pretty much everybody in it who dies is, is getting punished for breaking a Halloween tradition. And in A Christmas Horror Story, like the characters, yes, a lot of them do kind of do things that are against the spirit of Christmas, but it, 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 that, that, that whole theme just isn't quite as strong in this one as it is in Trick or Treat. You know? I agree. Um, so there you got me. I, um, it, like I said, I don't, okay, you know what? And now I, I understand why you said that about the moralistic consequences one, but at the same time, uh, we'll get there. <laughs> um, what trick or treat does very well is that it gives you a chunk. It, it gives you a bigger chunk of the story. This felt like it was cut up so that it was like, it almost feels like it's three minutes and then three minutes and then three minutes. You it, know is, what I mean? it is like, very it's, small. It's super pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. trick or treat. It's like, here's a large chunk of this thing and we're going to weave it into the next uh, piece. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like when it cut, when trick or treat cuts away, it's almost like you get like sort of a bridge to that next place that we're going. Um, sometimes not, not always. So no, much. not always, always, but it, it feels more organic. Mm-hmm. I think trick or treat is, is way more yeah. organic, and um, yeah, there's no like. Okay, so for instance, and this this really got me because we never, you know, uh, Christmas horror story has this character like right off the bat. Uh, we get introduced to to Shatner who's doing a radio show, and he puts up the uh, the fuck Christmas. Oh, well, right no, well, that, that, well that, that's that's uh, that's Norman the weatherman. Yeah. 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 Do we ever see him again? Yeah, he's he's at the end. He's the deranged Santa Claus. He's the deranged Santa Claus. That's him. Yeah. Oh, I never got that. Really? <laughs> I didn't yeah, get that's that. Him. No, that's him. Um, yeah. I just like when Shatner's like, "Don't go to the mall" or or whatever. I had no idea that that was the same dude. Yeah, yeah. No that's idea. Him. That's him. Yeah. Like I'm sitting so there, it, you know, going, like okay, so that's that's really where I am with this movie. Is like I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't even understand that that was the same guy. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I wasn't supposed to, and then I just missed it at the end that that was who that was. Yeah, um, um, yeah. What I, I think, think is funny is so um, that is uh, George uh, Buza Buza, um, who did the voice of Beast in the animated X Men show. <laughs> really. Um, He's cool. also in George Romero's Diary of the Dead and The Strain. Those are like the bigger roles that he's been in. Wait, The Strain, um, the the TV show? Yeah. Oh, okay. I love that show. I what I started watching. I watched the first season. I enjoyed it. Then I think I think I stopped in the second season because it, it just felt like it was it wasn't going anywhere. Like, it gets it, better. It, and okay. like the thing is, is like after like it's only four or five seasons, and it's yeah, I think it does. It, it gets yeah. it gets way better. Okay. Um, I've read the books. I read the books afterwards, and the books yeah. were really good. So yeah, I, can, I, I could see the show getting better, but just somewhere in the middle of the second season, it just felt like it was just stuck in a, in a narrative rut where it was just doing the same thing over and over again and not progressing. And yeah. Just, no, no. And, and you're, I, just I think it. you're right. I, like, in mm-hmm. all honesty, I think you're right. But it does. It gets, it gets a lot better. And uh, it ends okay. on a good note and all that. It's... Um, okay, maybe I'll, maybe I'll revisit it. Sometime. I thought it was worth it, but the other maybe thing was like so after that ended, uh, Hulu did 
X, the last man, or or Y, the last man. Um, oh, I've I've, heard, yeah, I've never seen it. I've heard of it though. That was excellent, and I was so mad, I was so bummed that they canceled it because like oh, I, yeah. I was at the last episode and I literally got the message on my phone. I'm like, no, oh, that sucks. Anyway, um, but that like that had a lot of the same like apocalyptic vibe that the strain mm-hmm. had, especially towards yeah, the end. Yeah. Um, so like I was just. Of that sort. Anyway, we'll go back to uh, your story right now. Um, yeah. So, 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 like back to the back to the um, the, the the ghost story, right? Um, I, I I agree with you that that's that's probably the best segment. That's the best individual story in the movie. And for me, what I like about it is that it's it's it, in a certain sense it's the most Christmassy um, because I mean I mean every Every story in the movie, you know, like you said, like it, 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 it plays on Christmas tropes and Christmas tradition and Christmas imagery and whatnot. But, but this is, but, but the the ghost story, it, it, it kind of deals with like the heart of Christmas and what, you know, like what Christmas is actually about, you know, and like the birth of Jesus and kind of inverting that and turning that into into a horror story. You I know? mean. And, to an extent, because I, I mean, like, is Krampus really traditional Christmas? Like, I mean, I mean, it, it it's not you know traditional Christmas for everybody, but it I think it's more of a regional Christmas tradition to certain parts. I think I think well, it's I think Krampus is just a I think it's an idea based off of like uh, I, I did an article a few years ago uh, for Rare Exports and like basically mm-hmm. uh, investigating older. Uh, Christmas uh, sort of lore. haunted lore, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And that was uh, it was a lot of fun. It's a fun article. It's still on Horror Obsessive. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that that's where, where Krampus comes from, is it's sort of a, a amalgamation of all of these I other mean, yeah. stories that we had mm-hmm. from back then. Um, yeah, yeah. From the you know, <laughs> 16 and 1700s. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just more of the you know, um, you better watch out, kind of. Right, right. Why? But it, it's still you know, it it it's still some sort of Christmas lore or or whatever. I mean, it it it, it may not have you know like super deep roots in Christmas tradition, but it's still. Well, I, I a think Christmas we've made it thing. like as a society. I think we've we've sort of taken to the Krampus. Right, right, exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so in that sense, it, you know, the Krampus story and the Christmas horror story, it. it is still playing on some sort of Christmas something at least, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah. And like I said, for, for me, the, like what I like about the ghost story is that it takes, and especially me as a Catholic, you know, like, like, like for me, like the birth of Jesus is, you know, very important to Christmas, you know, like more so than <laughs> candy canes and Santa Claus, you know? Um, so for me personally, that just kind of hits on, uh, just a different level just kind of inverting that and you know so 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 one another thing i love about it is that for me um one of one of the kind of almost functions of of horror for me is that horror like there are a lot of people who criticize horror and and they say that um they say that it glorifies evil right and i mean some horror that's i mean yeah yeah, right yeah and some horror does that I, i think but no, 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 no. That's not even what I'm saying. Is I'm saying I think that certain people, uh, 
I think certain people don't take it seriously or they take it too seriously, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everything in life is sort of a spectrum. Like, it's right, just right, sort of, of a course. Yeah, yeah. sliding right, scale, and, and some mm-hmm. people just fall at either end, unfortunately. Right, right, of course, of course. Um, but, like, for, for me, like, good horror, rather than glorifying evil, per se, it kind of unmasks evil and shows it to be actually evil, you know? And so, for me, the... The, 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 this ghost story kind of by by inverting the Christmas story it kind of very much fits that mold you know like by by inverting something that's supposed to be good it kind of shows that evil is at its core a perversion of something that's good you know um, at, at least to an extent and so for me that I think is kind of uh, that's what I really like about that particular story you know, is that it, 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 like for me as a Catholic, it just hits on a, at a different level than the other stories, you know, and, and granted, I, I, I don't expect other people to necessarily feel that same way, but just for me personally, that's kind of how I see it. You're talking about the nativity scene? Yes. Okay. The, um, because <laughs> for me, see... like, I think the nativity scene is super divisive. Um, so i and it's on purpose and it's mm-hmm. i think that that's what really like that was the one that hit me the hardest is because in my notes the first thing that i write down is the war on christmas because she says mm-hmm. it in the uh thing now, oh she does yeah 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 she says all part of the war on christmas. christmas and i'm like mm-hmm. i'm like really like <laughs> like do you think christmas is going somewhere like how many Catholics are in the world? Like, what are we talking about they're, here? What they were war on Christmas? Us. Please, please shut the fuck up. You know, mm-hmm. like, those are my thoughts <laughs> on it. Um, and like, trust me, I'm sure, like I said, everything is a spectrum. People have their own mm-hmm. thoughts on that. But um, the, the idea is that so many other religions and everything have been marginalized over mm-hmm. the course of forever that like, you know, if somebody gets a little offended, you know, maybe they're just having a rough day and they're like, it's happy Hanukkah, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I'm not saying, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that's the thing is like, I, I don't think that there's any sort of relevance. I think it's just mm-hmm. in people's heads. Um, so you have that type of person, though, in this situation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, super godly, uh, or at least that's what I took from it was that, that yeah, this that, person that, would that's kind of the it's somewhat implied but then it's i don't think it's implied enough it's not implied as much as it's not they, implied they enough. Like they you're right you're yeah. right but it is it is there it is like a, little a couple bit, yeah. of instances where it's yeah, kind of yeah. like okay and then all of a sudden she's made to see things in the other light you know mm-hmm. um she she basically she gets possessed she mm-hmm. has sex with the uh the yeah. dude, the, yeah. the other, there's like two guys. The with other her. kid. <laughs> like she has, she tries to with the first one, kills him, and then has sex yeah. with the other one. And oh, that's the kid from The Conjuring, by the way. Yes, yes, he's, he's um, the. What's yeah, his he's name? The, like, their assistant. Now, Shannon, Shannon Cook? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. From The Conjuring 1 and 3. Mm-hmm. And um, she is uh, Zoe de Grand Maison from Orphan Black. And yeah, so it's like I I kind of really liked the story. This was the one that I I hung to the clung to the most is because mm-hmm. when she goes in there, she has those thoughts, she has those feelings about certain things, and when she comes out of the basement, she's the only one that survives, and she's she comes out of the basement 
She knows she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows she's having the child of the woman in the basement. And right. that, that was, um, you know, she was killed during a, was a it an for- abortion? It, it was a, it was a forced, it was a forced abortion by the nuns. Yeah. By yeah. the, by the nuns. So yeah. like, it's this odd concept. And this one, this is why, like, this was my favorite one. Like I said, is it's so good because uh, you have the idea that evil can come from anywhere, even nuns. Mm. Like we, I guess we saw last week too. I guess we're yeah. we're the war on nuns now, JP. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> the war on nuns podcast. Oh, uh, <laughs> between <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night, and this, we have to change the name. <laughs> you can still be like with that other guy, Steve, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Um, I clearly do this for all the fans, you know. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> back on topic. Yeah, so she leaves mm-hmm. the basement. She it's it's very much like, um, you know, now she's pregnant. All this like she's got those thoughts in the modern era coming in. And there's this there's this idea where like now she has to live in someone else's shoes, who was also um, ridiculed and and made fun of and forced into an abortion and and things like mm-hmm. that. And it's very much the other side of the spectrum for where that person starts. And I love that. I love anything that deals in perspective because, mm-hmm. like I just said, perspective is a sliding scale. It depends on where you're standing on it. So um, it, I think that's very much speaks to the Christmas spirit is we could all use a little more understanding this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, that's legit. Yeah. yeah. So um, you're yeah, right those are my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So, so, so we both agree that that that's the best segment. So Oh, for sure. What is what's your least favorite segment in this movie? So until you had just told me that uh Norman was the, the mall Santa, um I was going to say I don't think Shatner has anything to do with this movie. Like he's literally just uh, a guy I mean, he, he's of kind it. of he's and kind he's of sort of part of that story now. He he's kind um, of the frame story. Um, he's he's all framed though like there's yeah. nothing else like it's yeah, all yeah. just he just sort of intros and djs the other stories yeah. like i said adrian barbeau in the fog in is the just fog, like yeah. she doesn't really have a part in that movie like she's sort of just there she's just sort of providing the atmosphere mm-hmm. and she's good mm-hmm. at it don't get me wrong she's real good at it and that's mm-hmm. probably one of the best uses of that character in any horror movie mm-hmm. um but is she necessary? Sort of no. Um, it's sort of like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis kind of shows up at the end too. Like, uh, <laughs> like all right, it's good. we should show up at the end. Weird, it's kind of a weird movie. Um, yeah, yeah, good one, but weird. Yeah, no, it's a good one. I like it. I enjoy it very much. But it yeah, is. Kind I have of it. I, I have it in the ghost section of my Blu-ray collection. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's in it's in the F's next oh, to no. like. Four rooms, I think. <laughs> oh, well, that's stupid. <laughs> okay, so so now that I told you that about Norman and Santa Claus, which is your new least favorite segment? So, um, trying to think of all the so what were the it was the Changeling, it was the Krampus. So Changeling, Krampus, 
Uh, Santa Claus, Santa. It's still probably that one. Um, the the yeah. the Santa, like, because mm-hmm. the other thing too is that this movie is very misleading with the cover art. Um, oh, I, I mean, it, it kind of, yeah, to an extent. I mean, it yeah. does it happen? Sure. And for any of you out there that that don't know, uh, Christmas Horror Stories cover art is literally a uh, chain wielding, lassoing uh, Krampus against a cane harboring uh santa claus and it Which, looks like, like said, they're like a brawl the to the death it looks like mortal Kombat on the cover of the box yeah yeah um so we, i mean we do kind of get that like you said we get but it for a it, moment and it's yeah. it's so and then it's it's so cheesy it's so uh insincere i guess is the word like it's a good ride mean? and then it just sort of like you're like oh yeah yeah fight club <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So for 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 me, I, I I again, I agree with you. That's that's my least favorite story in this movie, and it, it's weird because because I like the idea of Krampus like infiltrating the North Pole and killing the elves, and Santa has to fight him to the death. And I also like the idea of a mall Santa Claus going crazy and snapping and thinking he's the real Santa Claus fighting zombie yells and krampus but when you put those two ideas together just what we got i think feels it doesn't feel like a satisfying whole like if it feels like either half would have been great but together they just don't mesh yeah because the so like as a fantasy i thought the fantasy was going very well mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah, definitely the the only part that i had an issue with was uh mrs claus who i was like wow it's like 30 years younger than you, Santa. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> or 3,000 years younger than you. God only um, knows, right? Like, yeah. so, um, it just, like, I, I literally wrote down in my notes, uh, uh, when is Santa Claus going out to meet women? <laughs> I mean, like, he oh, has... Stuck in the North he, Pole. Uh, guess I'll go to the bar. Well, no, um, he has 364 nights of the year off. So, yeah, you know, yeah, but I mean, a lot of time. You're like, hey, see my reindeer parked outside? Hey, you want to come back to my place in the North Pole? <laughs> I mean, you know, to each their own. Uh, I mean, it's it, just like when we saw, see Mrs. Claus for the first time, you're just like, like what the hell is happening? And then I, um, of maybe it just took that... him a long time to find someone who actually thought that was sexy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so. It took me 2,400 years to find you. Exactly. <laughs> But and then you know we get that we get that scene at the end where he like just straight up like throws down on her, <laughs> and you're like, yeah. "What the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, what is this movie?" Yeah, um, it, it 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 is pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. So, and, and like you said, it works it, until it doesn't. It, it, the fantasy works, yes. So yeah, like exactly, I, I exactly. agree with you. I think it, I think if it had stayed fantasy. I would have liked that aspect of it more. Oh yeah, and it, it, it's Definitely. it's a good twist that it ends up being a, a mall Santa going nuts. But at the same mm. time, that's another story that could have been told. You know, mm, like exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I just I think uh, I think what they should have done is if, if they wanted to tell the story about a, a, a mall Santa going crazy rather than the real Santa fighting Krampus, they should have shown it. They they. they Rather than showing his fantasy, they should have shown what he was really doing. Maybe interspersed with just bits and pieces of his fantasy, rather than showing the fantasy and then kind of pulling the rug out from under us. Yeah, yeah, no, you know? I I agree. There should have been 
And that, well, I guess at the same time, we do sort of get the information from Shatner along the way. Hey, don't go to the mall. Um, yes. And stuff like that. Like, there's stuff yeah. happening in the mall. Don't go to the mall. Stay yeah. away from there. Um, I mean, you, you, like, you do get it a little bit, but but I think it, 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 like, it would have so, been better just the other way around still. It's so whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is, I think that's why I became apathetic towards the movie is because mm-hmm. we're getting that don't go to the mall thing and then it becomes a twist mm-hmm. at the end. And I'm like, should have just shown them all like um yeah yeah um but the the krampus um mm-hmm. the story the the, I one, like the, the, one, story. the actual yeah, krampus yeah. story yeah, yeah um interesting like you like it's a cool twist i said earlier when, when you were like you think that's the only one that's moralistic and i'm like mm. i think it's the only one that ends on that caveat like that gives you something to think about I don't think oh, the Krampus one. I don't think that the Krampus one actually ends giving you that uh, something to think about. I think that they Yeah, ones. it's much the, more the the Krampus one's much more straight. It's, it's much more like a straightforward morality tale. But it, there's also the idea that like at the end of it, um, Amy Forsyth, who's from Channel Zero and Hellfest, um, mm-hmm. she has like she gives into anger. She basically goes dark side. Uh, you know, full. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader, you know, and Full becomes Krampus. the Krampus. And you go, yeah. and like, to me, I was just like, this is, this is so dumb. It basically says that, oh, well, if you just get really angry and kill people, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, that's sort of... I mean, it's, it's not... I don't think that's what it's saying. I think it's just it's kind not, of well, u- like using the Krampus... You know what I mean, though? Like, it's not... It's kind of just using, you know this new kind of Krampus mythology, it's just, it's essentially using it as a, how do I put this, as a tool to tell kind of, to convey its real, or how do I put this? It's using this new Krampus mythology to punish the old lady. Punish! (laughs) Punish! She's she's naughty! Naughty! Um, But yeah, yeah, that's... (laughs) That's where it's, it's punish it's, it's punishing her just like any horror story you know, any horror morality tale kind of uses its villain to punish the you know whoever needs to be punished essentially. It's dumb i'm gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna say it's dumb. i mean it, because okay, it is so very simple it is time, very simple no 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 hear me out on this one okay All the right. whole time this whole episode right this whole part of this movie this whole section is literally dedicated to the idea that like Everyone in this family is fucked up. All right. The father's a con man. The brother's a murderer. The uh, daughter is stealing stuff. And the wife is a, is basically blind to everything and, and making excuses for every mm-hmm. single person in this family, like to, to, mm-hmm. to sort of keep them together. Like everyone has a fault here. The mother, first right, of right. all, I get it. Okay. No, I get it. All right. You're just trying to keep it together. It's the holidays. Um, but. The rest of them really don't have an excuse. <laughs> all right? Right, They're right. all shitty people. And the entire time that we're watching this, like when they get to the church after the brother's been taken, they they sit down and they confess their sins to each other. And like it's sort of to make them a more complete family and, and all this. And so the idea at the end is literally that the aunt has not confessed her sin to the niece Mm. all right the only one that survives that Mm. so the niece becomes the krampus and then kills the the grand the uh aunt the great aunt or whatever and you go 
like you just did a whole thing about forgiveness, about trying for understanding and all of this. I, and literally, literally, you, you go this weird route that's like, oh, I murder. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. I think you've, I, I think you're reading too much into it. I, I, I read story. everything. That's part of the job. So, <laughs> right, right, right. But, but I think you're, I think you're reading too much into the specific details. And when you look at the story as a whole, it just kind of uses those de- those details as a tool to just kind of uh, as a tool to just be a morality tale where people are bad and they get punished by Krampus and I, and yeah you know you can you can kind of read into those details a bit too much but I don't think you're supposed to I think it's just these are bad people and you, you know and, and I mean the whole thing about confessing sins like I don't think the fact that the great aunt didn't confess her sins that i don't think is the reason why she gets punished like that, that that's not what's wrong with her yes it is that's what that's what she literally tells I, her I, no. she says you tried to kill you knew what was going to happen right you tried right to kill us right right so so it's not that it's not that she didn't confess her sins it's the fact that she sinned in the first place and confessing them i mean confessing them didn't save you know the, the girl's family so so I don't think not confessing them was the real problem for the aunt. The, 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 the family's problem, even though they confessed their sins, was that they committed those sins. I think it's the same thing with the aunt, regardless of whether so, okay, she so confessed her you, sins or not, you the fact that it. she committed them. All right. So so this is another act of uh, um, consequence. So in essence, in essence, the Krampus cancels anyone <laughs> that – because to me, I don't think canceling actually exists. I think it's really just that people are suffering consequences for their actions, and that's sort of <laughs> what the Krampus is doing. So, like, because I mean, because they took he, the action, because the aunt took the action, Krampus just canceled her. It just that's he cancels her from life. Yeah, canceled <laughs> yeah. her from life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it, it's it's a very straightforward morality tale, and I think you're trying to read too much into the specific details. No, that's when fair. Like, I'll give you come it. Together okay, but in that I'm way. just telling you the hilarity angle that I find it from. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, think, I honestly think I, I'm, I'm reading correctly into it. I don't <laughs> but, think so. I mean, I also think that that's perspective is a sliding scale. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so so we don't have that much time left. So let's go. So we've gone over the the ghost story. I, we can go a little be. We can go a little beyond if that's you know. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, do we really have much more to say about the Krampus story? No, we're done. I think we're done on Krampus. <laughs> yeah, so um, we went over Krampus, ghost story, Santa versus Krampus, and now the last one is the the changeling story. Did we do Santa? Did we? No, there was one. I, well, I mean, Santa fighting Krampus, the elves, and ends up being Norman and the mall Santa going crazy. Like, yeah. we, we touched on that. Oh, and we did the nativity already, our favorite. Okay, right, right, yeah. yeah, so, yeah so, oh, the, yeah, all we have left is the story. changeling. Now yeah. this one just sort of blah, yeah. Like it just landed in the middle. Like I was just it. it it's kind of just a, a very typical changeling story, and it's kind from, of a typical horror anthology story. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and for me, for me, I liked it because I like changelings. Like I, I, I think they're a really interesting monster, um, but I didn't love it because it doesn't do anything that I haven't seen a million times before with literally every changing story I've ever seen, you know? So it, it's enjoyable enough. Like I, I have fun watching it, but I don't really get much out of it. 
Yeah, it's know? fine. It's just, yeah, it's fine. Exactly. Um, it, it's kind of just there. I, for, I'm trying to think, like, because I, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of got to the part where they get to the tree at the end of it. And I literally was just like, are they Keebler elves? Like, what? <laughs> like, do trolls live in trees? I thought they lived under, like, bridges. Well, I don't, well, I don't know. Well, they're <laughs> changelings. They're changelings. They're not trolls. No, so the guy actually says these little trolls at one point, and like yeah, but I, was I, like, I, so I, the I, I are troll people. I think like, he's using that. I, but I'm reading into it. Let me put this. I was paying attention to the movie, James. Let me put this way: it's kind of like it, 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 so you have a little little nephew, right? So like, if yeah. he does something bad, you say, "Oh, that little troll," you know? No, I, I, I you know, I, I, I think he's his, using his God-given surname. <laughs> well. If somebody were to call him a little troll, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get you. No, no I, I literally just call him a little jerk sometimes. I just like, <laughs> like it's always endearing. It's not, you know. Of course, of course. He calls yeah, me yeah. a jerk too. It's fine. So, I mean, you know, it's mutual. Um, so. but no, it's just like, I, I would have liked a story like for this one especially. I would have. The I think that the focus is too much on the father at the beginning, and it's good for putting people off the idea that something's happening with the child. Um, mm -hmm. But what I like in Changeling stories, have you ever seen A Hole in the Ground? Yes. I yeah. Like that movie. So uh, what I like about that is that that kid's at an age where it's sort of like he could be changing, you know, based on physicology, you know, like, mm -hmm. so I like that. I like ideas like the terrible twos or, um, mm -hmm or you know puberty anything like that because right. I, I think it it plays into something that's real and tangible and it can also play into the psyche of the people around you uh mothers fathers mm -hmm. what have you um and to sort of the way that this one goes is it just is not there's no focus on that child at the beginning so mm -hmm. it's like we don't know where our focus is supposed to be it and we're too focused on the the B story that what winds up being the B story is the marriage that's breaking apart between the the mother and the father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's my yeah, that's yeah. my two cents on that. Um, the one cool that's thing fair, that I yeah. did like about it is, did you notice the outside of the house? Like what it's that it? apartment building. It's it's um, it looks a lot like uh, Alex Vincent's in Child Play. Child's Play. Oh man! Um, so I I thought that that's I've seen the original Child's Play. When the kid comes back and we know that he's changed, like they when they get mm -hmm. back to the house, um, I literally thought that that's where this was going to go, and this was going to be more of a trilogy of terror sort of like, um, first person focused like, oh like like the, slasher the, the, kind the, of yeah, idea yeah, on yeah. it. And I thought that, that was going to be kind of fun too, and then. It just it went away from that, but I liked that little you know look up at the the apartment, um, and it what it just reminded me of Child's Play. That was it. It was just that look okay. at the building, okay, yeah, yeah. and um, that's I, it. Just it got me excited, and then nothing. <laughs> and, then it, and then it let you down. It yep. broke your heart. Broke my heart. Your achy breaky heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um. I mean, I. I. I yeah. I never really thought about it that way. Like it focused too much on 
the father and like and the like the parents not not enough on on, on a kid. Um, but now that you mention it, yeah, I think that I think that's that's a that's a legit. There's a fair issue with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's it's what it, like I mean it's what it wants to do. It wants to fo- focus a little bit more on them so that you are not paying attention to the child too. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a lesson in that, like the idea that people can be so wrapped up in themselves or or whatever that they're not paying attention to their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, if you're taking away from that and you're having problems in your own life, just remember, you know, pick up the children. Um, exactly. <laughs> just, but like, it's still it's still not together. Like this is this one to me was very messy. Like it just. It, it ended up being fine. Like, it just, I didn't feel one way or another about it. Like, it just mm-hmm. sort of ended up in the middle. But it it just didn't have enough oomph to, to be to be a bigger story. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, all right. Well, I think we've said pretty much everything we can say about this movie. There was one other thing that I had, and I Ooh. wanted to say this to the end because this is one of my favorite things. So, like, do you remember when I wrote that piece on censor like a while back and oh, looking at it from that, Satanic Panic Air? And, and that's like, on uh, that's on Twenty Five YL, right? No, Not, I believe that that's on. Oh no, oh, I did on, a review. I did the review for censor on Twenty Five YL, but I did like a whole essay oh, on censor okay. for, for horror censor. Okay. So one of the things that I discovered, like while I was going through a bunch of different sort of scenarios with with that because uh that obviously discusses censored the movie uh discusses satanic panic error films and uh the video nasties mm-hmm. and things of that nature and um one of the things that i found well like because i was trying to find like if there's any instances of um moral panic in uh, things today, like in any of that today, like uh, if people watch, like, like we discussed Silent Night, Deadly Night last week, and we really never even dove into the actual issues around, like that centered around the movie. We we, you know, like sort of like touched upon it, but we didn't really like mm-hmm. go in depth about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, was like all of the people outside with picket signs trying to get this movie mm-hmm. canceled, <laughs> like yeah, to, right. to get shut off. So. Um, and here we are 30 years later still talking about it, so obviously it didn't get cancelled enough. Um, Unfortunately. (laughs) For you! Um, anyway, so one of the things that I found was Walmart, uh, there was a movie called Satanic Panic, and Walmart actually took the, the, whoever distributes that movie, um, oh, it's, um, the people that made the people that made that movie, the um, Satanic Panic, the producers on it, were the people that did uh, Cinestate, right? Um, Wait, did, people, did what? You know, um, do you know what Cinestate is? The pr- production company. Oh, that, that's that's production company. Yeah. Okay. I've, um, so so not Cinestate, with them, but so Cinestate was actually like a like I I wrote about this too, so I'm like, <laughs> um, it's. Things sort of intercede when I start writing about them. Um, it just sort of weirdly hooks up. Um, I was doing a trailer review for a movie called Shut In that came out last year, and it turned out that the Daily Wire had attached their name to it. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And, um, like, I dug in deeper on Bonfire Legend, and it, Bonfire Legend is the production company that rose out of the ashes of Cinestate. Cinestate, it was a production company where one of the guys that was on that 
that was part of that production company. Um, but it was a sexual assault mm-hmm. against okay. um, one of the actresses. And with that, um, basically, Cinestate disbanded and then became another group and then became another group. And the thing about it is that this wasn't their first, like, offense. Um, it wasn't just this guy. Uh, a lot of people knew about it, knew that this was happening. Uh, he was literally known as the Harvey Weinstein of Texas. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so um, oh, wow. the other people that still work for this production company are, are like, they, they've literally just gone and partnered with uh uh, the Daily Mail, and they've put out two movies now. Run what do you mean, Friday Daily Bear. Wire? Da- I'm sorry, Daily Wire, yes. Oh, right, sorry, right. I didn't mean Daily Mail. Um, Daily Wire, and they've partnered with them to do Run, Hide, Fight and Shut In. Uh, I don't know if there was have been any more since then. I, I really don't keep up with that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so, anyway, Satanic Panic is one of the, the State films, uh, which I think was right after VFW. Um, and uh, there was VFW had its own set of on set problems. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, they like I would just look it up. Like <laughs> let me just put it that way so we don't go too too far over. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they had their problems and all this. And one of the things about Satanic Panic was that Walmart decided to change the slip cover. All right. They decided to put a slip cover on it that think, just said, yeah. Panic. Um, and I, they took I off think the I think I remember part. hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, why? Yeah, that is kind of weird. And it's like, because who does Walmart sell movies to? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anybody Wal- who Walmart, Walmart is extremely Walmart. like, I don't know if you know this, but Walmart is an extremely like Christian based company. Like they wouldn't sell. Really? Yeah. They wouldn't sell parental advisory CDs for the longest time. I had no idea. Yeah. So, um, the, I, I don't know if they still don't do that. They might sell parental advisory CDs now. I have no idea, but yeah, for the longest time they did not sell parental advisory CDs. And then this oh, wow. was something that was happening too. So, What's really funny about it is that in Walmart, they changed the uh, packaging, and it's actually called a holiday horror story. So I don't know if the producers were just having what? fun against <laughs> against the the uh, <laughs> Christians or, <laughs> or the Catholics or whatever. Really like, weird. But I found this like super funny. How like I was I, like, like <laughs> I never knew that. They took I'm the granted, Christmas I, out I, of I never Walmart. went to Walmart. <laughs> That's, that's <laughs> I so weird. Giggle. Yeah, I, I know. There is there's so there's slip covers out there. Uh collectors, there are slip covers at Walmart for uh oh, Christmas man. horror story that say a holiday horror story, whether they're still selling them or not. If I had I to don't if, know. If, if, <laughs> if I had to guess, I'd say that's probably Walmart's decision. Because if they're the kind of company that would Oh, it could have uh, been. Yeah, like because let's face it, it's got Santa fighting Krampus on the cover, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So it's probably something that like they they didn't want to associate Christmas specifically with horror. Okay, so my question to my you guess. is, my question to you on that is, did Walmart take start a war on Christmas? <laughs> did Walmart take the Christmas out of a, <laughs> a Christmas horror story? 
Uh, yeah, so that line when, when that girl in the in the ghost movie is like, oh, the ghost story part of it. She's like, oh, you know, this is a war on Christmas. This is think the, Walmart started she, a war on Christmas. She's talking about Walmart, yeah. Apparently. <laughs> I that just got to get so out of it. I just thought it was that the silliest so freaking thing. Like, oh, let's, let's try not to shit ourselves and pretend like we're very serious people, okay? Like, let's just stop. <laughs> it's uh, called the Christmas horse. It's got Santa, a yeah. fictional character. Fighting Krampus. Wait, wait, what? A fictional, fictional character. character. Sean. Sean. They, oh, they, they were the kids might, listening there might, there to might my R-rated commentary on <laughs> yes, this movie? Exactly, Sean. Yes, <sighs> there, there might be two-year-olds listening to us, and you just ruined If two-year-olds know what the word fictional <laughs> means, I need to talk to them. They are very smart, and I could probably learn something from them. Probably, yeah. They might <laughs> tell you not to watch Silent Night, Deadly Night. The surprise is better. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, JP. I think I think we've beaten this dead horse into the ground. What do you think? All right. Sounds yeah. Yeah, I think so. I don't even know why we went on I don't even know why I had to tell you about Cinestate. I I guess. <laughs> I mean you had to get it off your chest, you know? It's one of those things like I it's sort of one of those things I just tell everybody because I mm-hmm. that's just you should probably not tell everybody. Freaking that. weird. It's freaking weird, man. Yeah. W- one piece of advice, if you have to tell that to everybody you meet don't start with that yeah no i try to i try to open nice and light and make it the second topic okay that's Um, good that's good at least number two like hi i'm sean have you heard about (laughs) sinistate oh man all right all right so next week i keep saying next week next week on next episode guys uh we're not going to be talking about a specific movie We're going to be doing our 2022 wrap-up and our 2023 preview. So Sean and I, we're each going to talk about our five favorite horror movies of the year. And then we're going to talk about our five favorite or our five most anticipated horror movies of next year. Um, So that should, that should be fun. I think, uh, I think we'll have a good time talking about different movies, what we agree on, what we don't agree on, speculating about what could come next year, uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, so if you guys want to watch, listen next week. You don't. You don't have any homework. There's nothing you need to watch, uh, for once. Uh, I, I said or watch them all. Watch all of the <laughs> yes, movies. Watch and... every horror movie that came out in 2022 <laughs> in two weeks, so you can know whether you agree with us or not. Yes. All right. Yes, so uh, that's all. That's all for this episode. Uh, as always, you can check us out. Our writings, a bunch of other people's writings on horrobsessive.com, the best website on the internet. Oh, and JP. Yes. We might have uh, episodes running on our new YouTube channel, too. Oh, YouTube. I've heard of that. Yeah. It's that newfangled yeah. thing the kids use next to the TikToks. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, check us out on uh, YouTube at Horror Obsessive. Just type that in and you'll you'll find us. You'll see our uh, grimy hand coming up from the yep. uh, ground with the uh, the background of a gravestone. So, um, yeah. All right. Check it out. Well, we will see you guys in two weeks. I hope to – well, we won't see you, but we'll see each other. Jesus Sean. Christ, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Horror, 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 horror